0: Welcome to Sunday Chats, the podcast where you can listen back to interviews that were first broadcast on All FM 96.9. We are a community radio station based in Manchester. And last week, I had a great chat to the fantastic Jamie Harry Scrutton. He's an animator, he's an artist, and now he's an author, thanks to his brand new book, The Devil Makes Work, for creative hands. So you'll hear my chat in this episode with Jamie. This was first broadcast on All FM 96.9 on the 4th of July. Enjoy. Enjoy. Welcome back to another hour of the Sunday Tea Show, right here on 96.9, all FM on your radio, allfm.org, wherever you are in the world, online. You're joined by me, Ruth O'Reilly. Delighted to be keeping you company today. Well, on today's show, I have got the amazing artist, animator and now author jamie harry Scrutton. he's super talented he's also a performance poet and life is literally quite literally a roller coaster for him so he'll be taking us on a journey into his animated imagination with his brand new up-and-coming book, which is called The Devil Makes Work for Creative Hands. So I've had a chat to Jamie, you'll hear my chat very shortly, after one of his favourites. This is a bit of pink, and let's get the party started. So let's...
1: Welcome to All FM. Thanks for joining us today.
2: Thank you for uh, letting me uh, take the time to join you.
1: Oh no, it's great to have you on the show. Um, I've got you on the show today ahead of the release of your debut book. The Devil yes. Makes Work for Creative Hands. And also, when I heard the um the title of the book, I was imagining, oh, I this, has this been um, a bit of a lockdown project where Jamie's just been going absolutely mental, being trapped at home <laughs> or, or something? But as I was looking into it, it's actually a collection, isn't it, that you've built up over the years of your journaling?
2: It is, yes. So I've, I've, well, I've been predominantly journaling since I was about 16 years of age. Oh, wow. And um, this book actually formulates from when I was 19 years old, so 13 years' worth of journal entries. And, um, yeah, it's a book about uh, me as an artist, an animator, and a performance poet, and taking you on a journey into my um, animated imagination, from creating my often bizarre characters through to my observational musical anecdotes. And there's also a little bit of my personal experiences through mental health and my manic episodes wow. in there so it's... it's a really
1: unique book isn't it and it's a big yes. book as well I've seen you on videos with it and it looks like as if it's a big A4 book is is that right more or less uh,
2: yes it's an A4 book um, the reason I chose well the reason me and the publishers chose to go with A4 is it does 50% of the book do accumulate of my visuals and my sketches and Film stills from my animations, um. So we thought it would be on um, a better prospect to go A4, um, as if you are delving into an adult sketchbook. So, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, wonderful! And I, I love the sketches that you do. Some of them are quite dark and and humorous. Like you've got these um, um, what would I call it? It's like um, erotic skeletons and all sorts of crazy <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, it laughs> stuff going on.
2: Yeah, it's what lockdown does to you, so, um, <laughs> so <laughs> then the uh, current sketches of a skeletons, etc. um well, humans formed into animals and skeletons, yeah, they were, they were actually produced through the first lockdown. Right. Um, so with my imagination going into, or my mind like everyone else going into senile, I decided to express it in an artistic form, an expression, and... Yeah, that's what I came out with.
1: Um, wow, it's good to yeah. make good use <laughs> so, of, yeah. of your imagination, definitely. But yeah, you're yeah. so multi-talented and you've, you, you've managed to blend everything so perfectly. As you have said, you're an artist, you're an animator, a, a performance poet as well. And I have actually watched some of your um, performances. So, you, so You've done lots of performances with, with your poetry, amazing um, performances. You forgot to mention that you're a bit of a comedian as well, because <laughs> I think that a lot of your work is very humorous.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I like it. Well, it's different people's perspective on an artist, yeah. Um, I used to kind of class myself as a comedian, mm. but I feel, even though my material is humorous, there is a speck of seriousness about every observation of life in there. Yes. Um, But yeah, yeah, it's, it's a compliment that, yeah, you think I'm a comedian, so yeah. <laughs>
3: being cool. They may not be visually flattering in sense, but big knickers rule. She can't be doing with all of this provocative lingerie. They are nothing but a strand of string. They are only good for, you know what, and that is a needless fling. She would rather feel adequately serene. It is more than she can say for some, for women that want to feel fabulous with material stuck up their bum. They slide between the orifice. They make for an uncomfortable grind. There is always a policy of keeping your unmentionables intact, and that is to be kind to your behind. So, ladies, never mind trying to impress your fellas or girls. You have to be kind to be cruel. They may not be visually flattering in sense, but by God don't big knickers rule.
1: I really gonna like buy into to your humor as well, but yeah, you were just like touching on the fact that you've gone through these different mental health um, struggles, and it, especially with um, stuff like intrusive thoughts. Now, I found that quite interesting because. I don't feel as if it's um, an aspect of mental health that's really um, spoken about that much. And it was another one of the reasons no. that I wanted to like, bring you on the show because my mum actually suffered with that um, yes. when, when I was born. So I was like a premature baby. I was like really tiny. And she yes. began to get these intrusive thoughts about that she was going to squash me or that yes. she had somehow like brought me from my cot into her bed and was then like just smothering me or like lying all over me and all that and it became yeah. really obsessive and and intrusive and so many people it was like kind of like in that era where people didn't really get what was going on on you know so i thought that it was interesting that you've kind of um experiencing these in- intrusive thoughts do you think it, it hinders your um creativity or it actually um is helping it
2: uh, yeah well both um when i like you say, it's a it is a form of OCD, and everyone uh, resonates OCD with the cleansiness and the obsessional cleaning, etc. But yeah. OCD is actually a mental form of intrusive thoughts mm. and underlining root of anxiety. Uh, yeah, it does it does hinder and it does aid my creativity. So when I'm going through a manic uh, debilitating episode. Um, because if, if anyone doesn't know it, it's one of them things, it's like you can be, you can feel ordinary, you can be laughing with friends, etc. one minute, and mm. then all of a sudden, yeah, the thought just comes in, and it's like, boom. Mm. And you, the more you try to suppress it, the more you become obsessive, and that's when the rituals and reassurance spectrum comes in, and it just it just gets to the point where it really conflicts your everyday Life, your mental well-being, etc., and sure. the hobbies and your creative instincts that you once had say yesterday, isn't there anymore the following day, and it's it really, really revolves and really affects your ability to focus on everyday life, and it can get to a point um, because they do say um, anyone who do experience these thoughts are the complete opposite to what. Their mind are thinking
1: yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's a it makes re- so scary yeah. though isn't it because it's it's so the opposite from from who you are it's like where's this yeah. crazy thought coming from
2: yeah yeah, and it, it can just get to a point where I mean I talk about it really um in detail in the book about um self sabotage and self harm and mm. um, it's just to a point where you just can't see that focus you can't see that light at the end of a tunnel and um even though now i still i mean I had an episode a month ago, but I'm healing now again, and right. I think the mature I'm getting the the more I know of the rhythm, the thought processes, etc., and the patterns and I know it's going to be all right at the end of a tunnel now um but yeah. when when you go through the an episode it's it's one of them like it's it's easy to um explain. But to fully understand the physical and mental form it takes, you've, you've just got to you know, you've got to experience it yourself and it's just
1: of course it is overwhelming
2: and overhauling and
1: I think that sometimes for for the people that are are around you, I mean, kind of like from from the experiences of of my mom and with family and stuff, it gets to be a a kind of being where because you seemed so normal before that, when this thing Mm. happens, it's hard for people to process until they've got like the the background of of what this actually is and what it entails. And the fact that when it comes on, it can actually be very draining as well, can't it? So there's a lot that goes on with it.
2: Yeah, it's it, it. Yeah, like I say, because I I live in Leeds and my partner lives in Huddersfield, and okay. he lives in a really quiet um, area of Huddersfield. So every time I come here, and even even if I do have an episode, it's just it just I don't know. This sense of relief comes over me um, because I live in a you know. In, in the big
1: in the big busy big city. yeah and yeah.
2: Um, so yeah when, when i do feel an episode coming on or i mean it doesn't have to be intrusive thoughts i mean you know normal depression and things mm. i do just come here and i just like to hibernate in the countryside so it does it does really heal me um but, um, but i find um exercise running i run a lot um like i've been talking about expressing myself as an yeah. artist so anyone who's listening if they are going through these debilitating times now um yeah meditation mindfulness running creating anything just to take your mind off what's actually going on in your mind sure
1: so, And yeah. well i think it's like I, I just think that it's it's a really great thing that you're doing kind of um talking so openly uh, about your struggles and combining it with all your other talents here in 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 the book because it's kind of like. I've seen some of your videos where you kind of you, you really go in, in in depth about you know what you were facing with your with your self harm and everything and it yeah. really helps people to kind of um, understand what your journey has been. So you've been doing that journal since you were 16, you said. And did you always want to kind of like be an, an author or which of all these talents came first for you? Uh, writing.
2: Um... Yeah, I've got a little story in the book uh, where I talk about it's 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 a little chapter called a reflective generation, and it talks right. about my great 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 granddad Herbert Schofield, and um, oh, he wow. used to perform ventriloquism and the spoons, dolting his silver so shoes and top hat on the UK musicals, and I um I actually talk about one of my great grandmas who passed away seven years ago. I every Sunday when I was a child, my granddad used to take um take us up to Thornhill, which is the upper side of jewish Breaking Yorkshire. Oh yeah. And um yeah, we used to call a Taxi grandma because yeah. we always used to catch a taxi over there from where we live. So there's a little bit of a humour in a um in a name. Oh. And yeah, she used to have this like what I used to call a magical bookshelf in a living room. Wow and every Sunday I used to borrow books from Catherine Cookson, to Daphne Moria, uh, Dickens, Austin, uh, I used to read them and then uh, return them the following um Sunday. She was your own after. personal
1: library then. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he she actually donated them down to uh family members especially me when she passed. But um but yeah that the so these authors just really inspired me to um write. So I've been writing since uh, since I can remember, six, seven. And um Brilliant. When I was about twelve, thirteen years of age I started to write off to publishers. Um but needing an agent at the time, I couldn't really fund it obviously as a teenager. Mm. Um and then I just started writing these journals and I always knew that I was going to publish them on one day. Um but the platform well the art the platform that the artists didn't have for our lockdown and me wanting to perform at big literature festivals, mm. they've always said that he needs a book in support for you to get on the stages. Oh so really? So I'll, okay. I'll write a book, and I might as well put my journaling and my my mental health and everything that I've um, accumulated in my journal probably it's, it's just probably like another unique book out there. And Lots then obviously really with, with the
1: lockdown, does that kind of like the time where you thought right now I've got enough time to to actually get this into some kind of working order then?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, as well as this, but I started writing this into print from my because um, I started reading reading like the arch- my archive journals throughout lockdown, right? And picking different excerpts from them, deciding which ones to put in a book. And um, so I was working on that. So I started writing the book in November last year, um, as well as making my animations and mm. writing new poems for the book. So yeah, it's been it's it's been an exciting journey and um a little nostalgia of looking back.
1: Well, it's great <laughs> so, yeah. it's great that you've got all that history from like your from your great grandparents up to yeah. now and you've got all these different influences. And I was looking at through some of your um I- imagery there was like this um sketch that that you did of the um really old fashioned um what what did they used to call it was it a doctor's mask or something from the first plague even it's like mm-hmm. you you had these influences that went way back it was kind of like steampunk yeah. vibes <laughs>
2: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so that plague Doctor's actually from an animation which you can find on my youtube um jamie harris scrutton and it's called ring around the rosie mm. um and i was sat up one night i was actually making an animation for um a musician and i found all this footage which I collated but I never really realized it into an animation at the time. Right. And um it was very sinister enchanted footage which went well with um a drawing which I cooked up being a plague doctor. Yeah. And I found a a very mysterious, sinister version of Ring Around the Rosie. Oh, right, okay. Um and I just formed them together one night, this were about one o'clock in the morning and <laughs> I finished it the next day and yeah, yeah. So it's it, 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 it was an experimental piece. It wasn't... I mean, my work's never really planned or anything. It's all improvised. Oh, that's I like the best way, though. That, yeah. Yeah. I like to think of what it might look like, but it doesn't seem to work out that way. So I think that's exciting for anyone, though. Um yeah. yeah,
1: and it's exciting for your fans and your audience as well. It's like, whoa, what's Jamie going to, like, come up with next? But, yeah, yeah. I was kind of like, um, I was chatting with a, with, with a mate about, you know, what if we, the virus got worse and we needed to actually wear those kind of old-style masks. And the next yeah. thing I just came across, uh, your artwork, and I thought, wow, that's uh, amazing. <laughs> and it's like, it just really brings it all back to life again. But how long have you been into animation as well? Has that being like, a, a, a long journey?
2: Uh, yeah, so um, I self-taught myself animation really? back in the summer of 2016. Um, it came about um, because I uh, graduated with a fine art degree at De Montfort University in Leicester back okay. in 2011. So all my films were very experimental, avant-garde, um, slightly mainstream, where I portrayed the character. Mm. Um, but I wanted to kind of flip that and show my fine art kind of techniques and mediums so I thought why not do an animation so I uh, made my first animation in August 2016 titled Mandun uh, which you can find on YouTube and the rest is history yeah so I just developed and progressed with what now is my medium working in film
1: that is fantastic. I mean, I, yeah. I, and it's very exciting as well, the fact that you're, you're getting to kind of like collaborate with musicians and stuff. Um, and I just like recently caught um, a music video that, that you've done. And I just mm-hmm. thought it, it was, it was amazing with um Morgan's Skylight, isn't it? Um, John from Morgan Skylight. And that was absolutely yeah. superb as well. And is that your first music video then that, that you've animated?
2: Uh, so that'll be my third music video. Um, prior to this, I worked with um, a brilliant rapper and a very good friend of mine called Lens. Right. Um, it's, you can find him on YouTube and the social media. And, um, yeah, so producing the music videos with Lens led me to wanting to collaborate and commission other musicians and poets' work. And mm. um, yeah, it was very exciting working with Morgan Skylights um, because the track is the about the Greek mythology of Icarus. Icarus, and, Icarus yeah. and Yeah, and it was his modern twist and take on um, rendition of that story. And and funny enough, um, I mean, I'm not really great on history, but I, it's the first time that I've heard of that myth. So it was really exciting for me to research and see what both of us can collaborate and create together
1: definitely and it was really kind of it was really captured in in that animation which i just really um advise anyone to to check out that's kind of like the, the the mythical meets the modern
4: champion, An emblem of hope A beacon of liberty hung high and held up Some say that it might be the death of us That flying too high is stupid and perilous But stick by my side I'll let no one threaten us We do what we can to survive We'll see the whole town The fields and the motorways Tiny specks all around And the streets where they hibernate And they're itching for war And they're burning under solar rays All of this could be yours just stay close and don't get stupid Let the wind in our wings as we glide out Listen at the music of angels that chimes out We'll be kings, we can climb Mount Olympus and witness the gods while we fly south Let no one ever tell you that you can't be free See the curve of the earth, you and me We'll be kings among rascals and leave all this misery behind We'll see the whole town The fields and the motorways, Tiny specks all around And the streets where they hibernate And they're itching for war And they're burning under the solar rays. All of this could be yours just stay close and don't get stupid We'll see the whole town The fields and the motorways Tiny specks all around In the streets where they hibernate and they're itching for war And they're hiding from a violent plague All of this could be yours Just stay close and don't get stupid. And the future is ours We're heroes, they will sing about Overlooking the town Like statues heavy, tall and proud Loved and praised every day With palms that can erase all doubts Let the world celebrate Our bravery and not our humor Don't get stupid Don't get stupid Don't get stupid
1: Has lockdown been for you in regards to your performance poetry that you do yourself? Have you done any kind of like online events or whatever? I know that you're really excited to get back into live events outside, aren't you?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I yeah I've done plenty of online gigs. Um, the first ones through Facebook Live. So at the time mm-hmm. when it was becoming this new trend, well, what would be the Lockdown and edition of gigs, it was really exciting, but it got to a point where because there's no physical element of an audience there Mm. and there's nothing to really bounce off, it's it's a completely different vibe and different take on. Of course, you've got to wait for
1: hearts and waves and and all that, yeah. Yeah, so,
2: um, and then I did a zoo, my first Zoom gig this year. Um, that would be interesting, but again, it was really surreal because the curator mutes the audience while she would perform, so sure, instead yeah. of getting the clicks and the claps and the, the 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 laughter and gesture of the audience, it was just it was really surreal to perform, so yeah, I prefer, I prefer when the um, gigs resume, hopefully next month.
3: is written from a wife's perspective of always witnessing her husband's long johns just before they go to bed he has such a sensuous appearance still after 20 years of being wed but when he wears his long johns i ban him from their bed they are such a repulsive garment they are such a ghastly sight They don't particularly arouse me. They give me such a fright. Oh, fancy seeing your husband with his wobbly, knobbly knees, his thighs and shins the size of twigs. Oh, no thank you, please. He has his champion features. It's his legs that I cannot bear. I would rather see him in his tighty, whitey and thermal underwear. My personal inner thoughts of him then, are completely obtruse with him lying next to me in bed wearing the long johns I strictly refuse it prevents him from the bitter winter I shall give him that but the material is frantically coarse he needs to burn the long johns otherwise
1: I am filing for a divorce but yeah, yeah, your your style of performance poetry it really does kind of bounce on the kind of the the applause and the the cheers and everything with with the with the audience because because it is quite visual as well, isn't it really?
2: Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, sometimes I um I perform alongside the animations. Yeah. And so I will have the projector at the side of me, and because predominantly about eighty percent of the work is narrative, um, I'll mute the um, my own narrative focal on the video leave the um, music playing in the background with the visual mm-hmm. and I'll just perform alongside it and um, it was an idea that me auntie once gave me she she was watching my uh, work because she's very uh, fascinated with my animations and she said you know because some of my gigs I all, I often tell people about my poetry if it's a film event and if mm-hmm. it's a poetry event I'm like I tell them about my film my films and animations and she says why don't you just merge them together to do
0: this. you know yeah. so you don't have to
2: explain yourself and it's like yeah and it's yeah i love doing it as and well it's more you know, exposure for you. for you isn't it you know it's, yeah. it's
1: getting a- an opportunity to showcase more of what you do which is exactly what this book is as well the, the devil yeah. makes work for creative hands it's it's showcasing everything um that you actually do so all the animations mm-hmm. that people can find in your um brand new book yeah. Can I then watch them on, on YouTube or are you planning something around how that will work?
2: Uh, yeah, then whilst the restrictions are in place you can find them on YouTube, so it's Jamie, Harry, Scruton mm. Um, But yeah, when again, we'll be gigging, hopefully getting over to Manchester, I haven't done Manchester in, well, since February 2020 oh. uh, So yeah, I'll be hoping to do some kind of a launch, book launch, and bring my uh, little whimsy animations to uh, the Manchester City. Oh, brilliant. Around the UK, if possible, so yeah.
1: You you'll have to let us know um, when the Manchester gigs are going on, and, and I can let yeah. the um the, the listeners know. But, um yeah, what will be next for you? Do you think that you'll be doing more, more books after this, another book w- which is kind of like more maybe just poetry or or what do you think will be next for you
2: uh, yeah so i'm currently working on a couple of animation commissions at the minute um but yeah i will be i'm starting my new journal next uh, month so it will be um it will be a second book um i've got another per- another side of my personality which is road seeking and bungee jumping which
1: oh, yes. i do I didn't <laughs> I yes. wanted to say congratulations. <laughs> Are you now on your fifth bungee jump in, in in a few months?
2: Yeah, in July. Yeah, yeah, my fifth bungee jump. It's um, it's slightly smaller than the other ones, but what I've heard the, the whole ambience of it and it's indoor and it's pitch black. The oh, actual wow. <laughs> event said it is the scariest one, so it's like, okay, be yeah. prepare. Fine.
1: <laughs> so, fine so what, what's kind of Sorry. brought this thrill seeking out there has it been just being cooped up in lockdown it's like i just need to let go and free myself oh. or is was it something that you were doing before that
2: uh, i've been doing it for years i've been doing it since like 15 16 um i mean role, i'm a roller coaster enthusiast at bungee jump and i'm just you know anything that a thrill seeker would do yeah i would do it um but, yeah, it's. Um, I got into bungee jumping, actually, last year. I've done, like, reverse bungee jumps and swinging bungees off piers, but not an actual, no. actual bungee. So well, um, yeah, I'm getting into that. So maybe that might be my the next book. Might talk a bit a little bit more about that and my,
1: show other others. I don't, personal, um, uh, I don't know <laughs> does that really like stir your imagination more so is it can, can, i mean obviously if I was doing something like that, like if I was jumping out of an airplane or bungee jumping or whatever, yeah, I wouldn't be able to think of of anything, but I get the impression that you're kind of one of these people that can kind of capture that experience and think uh, I can start to write about this in some way you know which is something that I would yeah. just be so scared of. are, are you a bit like yeah. that.
2: Yeah, yeah, like seeing this um, in this book, The Devil Makes a Good. There's actually a section called Obrigatory um, Journal Entries. It's I think it's midway through the book, mm. and it's just entries which I do talk about in detail about my experiences through bungee Jump, etc. And it's also random journal entries which don't really fit in with certain sections of the book and the animations and etc., which I thought would gelling well with the thrill-seeking so uh yeah mm. so there is a section about that uh, midway through the book yeah
1: but that's like behind the scenes as well it gives it a chance for your audience and for your fans to just get some behind the scenes um knowledge about you that's just a little bit away from that one thing that i thought was really funny about you as well is you've actually bought um is it a section of a, of a ride at blackpool pleasure <laughs> beach
2: yeah, I have um, my, uh, my favourite ride, which, it's it's a ride which, when I was 12 year old, I rode with my uh, dad, oh. and it was a ride that catapulted my adrenaline thrill-seeking. It's uh, the big one, uh, Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Oh, right, I've yeah. actually got uh, a piece of track, a wheel, and a
1: seatbelt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, it's just, yeah, some people you that. Some do they name it after and... you? Do they, do they name a chair after you or something, like a seat or No, but, I mean, everyone can
2: um, kind of volunteer their name, but there's actually a a, a wall plaque there now, which you can go on their website and you can um, put a brick with your name on, which is there for Lifetime. I did that last year, so, yeah, anyone can do it.
1: Oh, amazing. I have got this idea that what's coming next for you is your own... your own amusement park i can imagine like with all your creepy animations and humorous (laughs) animations kind of like coming through a a tunnel roller coaster thingy
2: (laughs) oh that that'll be the ultimate i think that'll be just like the ultimate of the ultimate um have you thought
1: about doing something like that already
2: oh yeah i i always go past like different um see this is where my imagination comes in if i'm on a train or whatever I always picture a field and I can see the theme park there, what I want. It's, mm. yeah, it'll be the ultimate, ultimate ambition, yeah. What? I'm trying to have my hands in various pies, so yeah, theme park, artist, this, this, this. So, yeah, I think it's healthy for you as well. Distraction from, again, going back to mental health, so it's a good distraction.
1: Yeah, yeah it kind of like stops you from being stuck in in a rut really i yeah. think you're going to inspire so many people i'm just thinking how does a thrill seeker like like yourself yeah. how have you got through this past year have you been watching roller coaster rides on youtube or something like that
2: yeah yeah because I've, 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 I've done I've a watched. bit of that <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. are you a thrill seeker yourself <laughs>
1: Well the roller coaster not not as extreme as you but maybe you're inspiring me to want to like you know sure. it, yeah
2: <laughs> could do it together tandem bungee
1: <laughs> yeah may, maybe yeah. you would be able to distract me into just like going for it have you got any goals this year about how many bungee jumps that that you want to do um not really i have got into the mindset of um after covid
0: mm. you don't know
2: how Long your life expectancy. Yeah. Is it... um Instead of book, um, instead of planning, just do it. And this is where I've um, i many financial difficulties for the last couple of months. <laughs> I've just have just seen something. I've just booked it. Um, wow. So um yeah, there's there's a bungee in Edinburgh, but I might be moving it till next year. Um, it's called the blackout bungee at the Highlands in Edinburgh somewhere. Oh wow. And okay. It's um it's at midnight um on halloween and it you just plummet into darkness so you don't know how far you're
1: going down or oh yeah i I can see you just like really fitting in quite well with the whole halloween theme because when people go through your your book and have a look at these humorous animations they'll they'll see what um what i mean by that i think that you'll you'll end up with your own kind of like line of i don't know maybe t-shirts or something as well i could imagine that for for halloween maybe you you know you'll Get this whole new business.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it's been, you know, it's it it's in my planning. I'd I'd like to do like merchandise with my um my work, etc., and um little mugs and little ashtrays, et cetera. So it's it's back it's in back in my mind. I like to do things which I've not really done before. So mm. yeah, yeah, yeah it'd be inspirational. Yeah.
1: Definitely. So is there any more um, online events? Because obviously your book's coming out in July. When in July? This is important. Tell us when mm-hmm. it's coming out in, in July and where the listeners can 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 get this from as well.
2: Yeah, so it's going to be released on the 1st of July. So next right. week. I nearly said next year. <laughs> next week. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, it's, it's um, coming quick enough all of a sudden. Yeah
2: oh yeah um and you can um purchase it through amazon waterstones and barnes and noble all online um, and you can actually pre-order it now it's 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 um, doing really well so you can pre-order it now and um but if not you can wait till the first of july and i just saw by inspire of well, the readers out there to in different well, getting your hands in different price.
1: Is it? Is there any, I don't know whether it's going to be possible now, like for, for one of those local Waterstone events, like in the actual physical shop, or is that not really happening?
2: I've inquired to have my uh, the book physically in the bookstore, um, but I would like to do a sign-in, but I'm mm. kind of waiting until, um, well, if it goes ahead after the 19th of July, so so, right. I can, so I can get as many people as I can and, well, if it's still possible. But, um, yeah, but all that's in mind and I'm looking to do a book launch. Um, but I'll keep you and all your listeners updated.
1: Oh, brilliant. It's been really good to to speak to you today. Do you have a website, if anyone? Because I, I know you're on Facebook. Is is there any other ways that people can um watch what you do? Because you do some amazing performances just on, on your lives and stuff. We even had one yeah. yesterday, didn't you, about... um how men are like soup and you've got like a very (laughs) cute dog there kind of like totally agreeing with what with everything um (laughs) (laughs) which i loved but um yeah do you want to like give your websites a bit of a plug as well uh, yeah, so
2: um, well, I've not really got an official website. I've got a Wix website, which is Jamie hates Grutton, Um, if you're interested in purchasing any of my prints, and um, but the um, videos, you can find me on YouTube under Jamie Harry Scrutton, and um, yeah, I yeah, am social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and um, yeah, I also take commissions. So if anyone does like what I see, yeah, um, just hit me up directly
1: excellent i yeah. I reckon that you should have like um a bit of um an exhibition some somewhere s- somehow as well of all your your artwork that would probably be really cool yeah,
2: yeah, again, that might be um on my bucket list to do, so uh yeah, that would be brilliant that yeah sharing with different audiences
1: exactly yeah oh, it's been great to speak to you today and'll we'll we keep in brilliant. touch and just just let us know what what's coming next for you, <laughs> take care of yourself.
2: All right, thank you very much, take care for you You're
1: welcome, bye bye.
2: Bye bye.
3: This anecdote is written from a retired man's perspective of always having the ambitious um, goal to become a life model. I have always indulged in the concept. It has been my one aspiring desire. I can now achieve my ambitions fearlessly, upon the day until I soon retire. I have decided to headboard the plunge, I have still got it even though I may toddle. I am going to fulfil my daring wildest dreams, I am going to become a life model. I have shared this delight with acquaintances, though they feel that the idea is rather sour. Why look down your nose when you can easily strip all bear for £25 an hour? Nothing will dilute this ambition. Nothing else I would propel would be bigger. I have been pumping my little booty down at the gym to transform into a delectable figure. The day had eventually arrived as I posed delicately and graciously bare. My transformed, ancient torso artistically toned by the light and my unmentionables disguised by a pair. The students portrayed me gracefully. This longing aspiration has allowed me to feel alive. It just goes to show you that you can be whatever you want to be, even as a man at 65. This is a most prosperous moment of my life. I feel that I have literally got it in the sack. Now I am a professional ageing life model and my lord, I will never look back.
0: Taking us back to the 90s there, that was Alanis Morissette with Isn't It Ironic, one of Jamie's favourites. And big thank you to the fantastic Jamie Harry-Scrutton for being my special guest on today's show. Don't forget that his brand new book, The Devil Makes Work for Creative Hands, will be available on Amazon as of the 1st of July. And do check out Jamie's Facebook jamie harry scrotton on facebook for fantastic little comedy pieces serious pieces very entertaining stuff and also little previews of some of his animations as well i also want to give a big shout out to the brilliant john harbour devlin um, from morgan skylights for sharing his track with us today and just love that song it's completely awesome it's icarus King Among Rascals, I do want you to check out the video that goes with that on YouTube. So, yeah, looking forward to someday in the future actually speaking to you as well, getting you on the show, John. So, thanks for that. 96.9
5: All FM.
0: All
6: FM.
2: All
0: FM. Coming up next, it's Celeste with Love Is Back. that was celeste with one of my favorite tracks of the year so far that was love is back and maybe mercury retrograde season has brought an old love back to you i know for a fact that that has been happening to a lot of people good news guys mercury retrograde is over it could bring back lots of different themes for you to to sort out but Thankfully it's finished, so an end to technology problems, an end to travel delays fingers crossed on that Um, one thing that I must say though is that we are now in a bit of a shadow period with Mercury retrograde so many people think that it's just completely finished as of now the truth is Mercury needs to go back over the old grounds that it covered before so it's not going to go into fresh brand new territory where it's completely moving forward until the 7th of July so after the 7th of July you should get your life back No more going around in circles. another pre-recorded hour of the Sunday Tea Show with me, Ruth O'Reilly. Thank you, dear listener, for listening. Special thank you to the fantastic Jamie Harry Scrutton for being my special guest on today's show. Also, big thank you to the amazing John Harper Devlin from Morgan Skylights for taking part in today's show as well. Till next time, take care of yourself. Bye for now.